In the beginning was the word. Oh, I see. You think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and mollycoddles, huh? You think Jesus was some kind of a sissy, eh? Jesus had guts. Hi and welcome to History Makers, you're with Matt Prater and today we're speaking to one of the funniest men on the planet, it's a guy by the name of Ken Davis, he's a comedian, I've heard him preaching at Willow Creek Church, I've heard him on Focus on the Family with James Dobson and I've heard his radio spots all over the nation, he's a real legend, a great communicator, God bless you Ken, how are you today mate? Hey, we're doing very fine here. There's, uh, it's a beautiful, cool evening in Denver, Colorado. That's where I'm talking to you from. Oh, Denver, Colorado. What a beautiful spot. Now, uh, you're coming down to Australia uh, to do a bit of a tour, and you're actually going to be speaking at my church at New Hope Brisbane. I'm looking forward to meeting you and having you at our service. Uh, and uh, you, you're well known as an effective communicator, but let's find out a bit about your upbringing. Um, where were you brought up, and what was your family life like when you were a young fella? Well, I was raised in uh, northern Minnesota, uh, which is the very north part of, uh, of the United States of America, and in very cold weather on a farm. Uh, my family was, uh, I was brought up in a very strict environment, uh, sometimes a little bit too strict, extremely, extremely um, uh, conservative, uh, but I was, I never doubted that I was loved. And I am so grateful that my parents at a very early age uh, taught me about the love of Christ. It was, uh, it was a great, great life we had. Uh, we had a bunch of cattle and a bunch of horses, and there was never a dull moment. Okay, now I see that you were a graduate at Oak Hills Christian College. Uh, what was that like? What, what did you study there? Well, I studied to be a minister. That's fascinating, isn't it? I, I ended up being a uh, comedian and a communicator. Um, but I studied for the ministry there. I studied Bible as my major and psychology as my minor. I met my wife there, and we've been married for 43 years. Um, and uh, so it was, that also was a wonderful experience for me. That was even further north and colder. Uh, there is no place colder on the face of the earth than where I'm telling you about right now. <laughs> okay, so you started to become a minister, and then how did you stumble into becoming a comedian? Were you just naturally funny and people started throwing money in your hat wherever you went? Or, or you know, were you interviewed for a job somewhere to be a comedian? How, how did you start? <laughs> I wish people had thrown money in my hat. I could have put all the money people gave me in a thimble. <laughs> but um, uh, I, I really was born to do this. People asked me, a radio interviewer asked me, when did you first realize you were funny? I said it was when the doctor slapped me and said it was a boy. Uh, this is what I was designed to do, um, to make people laugh. And then later in life, I really, really wanted to develop, um, I wanted to develop that talent so that I could um, help people change their lives. I didn't want to just, uh, just make people laugh. It became very, very important to me to leave people with something that could make a difference in their lives. Well, you know, I've got to say, I've watched a, a bunch of your DVDs and videos over the years, um, you know, A Twisted Mind, I'm Not Okay, Is It Just Me, all these classics. I've read some of your books. I've, I've seen some of the, the stuff you worked on. And um, I, I've got to say, uh, you, you've really impacted my life, you know, because a lot of people think I'm really funny. And uh, <laughs> I'd like to think I am, uh, but uh, honestly, a lot of my material I've stolen for you. So can you can you forgive me for that? Oh, 
that's just fine with me as long as you give me the money they threw into your hat. <laughs> yeah, well, there ain't any money, unfortunately. <laughs> but some of your favorite stories I've heard over the years, I think of the, uh, the Twisted Mind DVD. Uh, you talk about Diane's rule at church. Uh, that was one of my favorite stories. Do you want to share a bit about her rules? Oh, oh yeah, that once you sit down, you do not move. Um, uh, yeah, she made that rule while we were uh, at home one day. I, my wife is a beautiful lady. Um, I'm hoping she'll be able to come with me to Australia. Uh, but on that day, she was so angry, her lips disappeared. They were just two little thin lines. <laughs> and I could see she was angry, too, because the vein in her neck was bigger than my leg, and I could see the blood rushing through it. And she was just tired of kids moving around in church. And so she made a new rule that then, uh, when you get to church, you sit and you do not move. And so we uh, sat down and um, then stood up to sing a hymn. And when we stood up to sing a hymn, I realized that I needed to make a trip to a, a small room in the back of the church. And, and so while we were singing, um, we're singing praises to God, and I'm whispering to her, I'm, I, I need to go. And she said, you know the rule. <laughs> you will not move. And her lips disappeared again, and I saw the veins starting to grow. And so we kept singing, and then we started singing songs that just reminded me of that little room that I had to go to back there. So I just I just left. I had to. Um, she said, if you leave, she said, if you leave, you're going to set a bad example. And I told her as I stepped across her, if I stay, I'm going to set a bad example. And so I went to that room and, and came back, slipped into the pew, and and I could feel the anger. I could just feel it, man. She, it was, uh, so I put my arm around her, and she started digging her elbow into my, into my ribs in church. I mean, this is church. This is a place where we're supposed to show love to each other. So I turned to her to tell her that. And uh, it wasn't my wife. I had the wrong, and Diane was sitting right behind me. <laughs> Uh, now I knew where all the anger was coming from, and the whole church thought the priest—it uh, was a unique. Oh, we're having a bit of trouble with the phone line there, but you, so you basically put your arm around the wrong woman. <laughs> and I that, did. That's I why you got the elbow in the, the wrong woman. <laughs> but I am positive that God understood. He knew I had a twisted mind from the very beginning. He loves me anyway. <laughs> that's good. Now, one of my other favorite stories of yours uh, from the I'm Not Okay DVD, uh, you talk about kids fighting on the way to church. That's always stressful, isn't it? Oh, I don't think that's me. <laughs> that must be somebody else. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love the concept, yeah. but no, that isn't me. <laughs> well, I've given you some new material. Oh, hey, wait. I think I do remember that. I, they, here's the only thing I remember of that. Um, uh, I remember when my children were small once, we drove, we drove past a cattle yard. Yeah. Um, huge, huge processing cattle processing yard, and that'll that'll knock a car right over on its side. And I remember one of my little daughters saying to me, "Dad, you're sick." Uh, that I think that's the only the only piece I've ever had on that. But it's <laughs> delightful that you enjoyed something and attributed it to me. I've actually looked up your uh, frequently asked questions on your website here, and uh, it's got a list of some of your different stories. Uh, one of them there it says, "Parents say weird things." Uh, on oh, the, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. My my parents, I remember my parents once saying, you cut your legs off in that lawnmower. Don't come running to me. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, uh, I, I, I remember even at a very young age thinking that 
that whole sentence just does not make sense. <laughs> you know, look at me when I'm talking to you. Don't look at me like that. Parents are real good at that stuff. <laughs> oh, that's good. So tell us, what can we expect from your shows down under here in Australia? Well, I'll tell you, I am really looking forward to it. Uh, I have uh, some a lot of friends from Australia, um, and they all, every single one of them, have great senses of humor. And so I'm looking forward to, my desire is to make people hurt, laugh so hard that they hurt, but at the same time, um, bring home some truths that can, you know, that can really make an impact in their lives. So this is the kind of show you can bring, um, you know, a young person to, grandma to, and it's just guaranteed they're going to have a good time. We had a guy in one of our shows have a heart attack. He laughed. He laughed so hard he fell into the aisle, and he began to um, he began to have a heart attack. And we called the um, emergency people, and uh, they came. And there were several thousand people in the audience. It was just hushed. Some people were praying, and um, the uh, emergency team worked on him and took him out the back. And he wrote me a letter, and uh, because I apologized to him for for what I thought I had caused. He wrote me a letter and said, don't apologize. He said, I've had four heart attacks. He said, I want to thank you for the best heart attack I've ever had. So I plan on <laughs> creating a couple of those. But at the same time, when I leave Australia, I want to leave some people with some things that can change their lives forever. I, I want them to know the power of God's love. Well, that's the thing I love about your ministry, uh, Ken, is, you know, a lot of people have a, a barrier or a wall that comes up to Christianity or to church and people aren't interested. Um, but you come in and you, you make people laugh, they open their mouths up, and then you slip in some wisdom, you slip in some truth. Uh, tell yes. us, have you had a lot of unchurched people respond uh, to Christ through, through your ministry? Yeah, we have, and a lot. The other thing is, you know, a great part of our ministry is encouraging is encouraging people who are believers in Christ. Because I think we live under the false impression that once you trust Christ, then you know there's no more problems that enter your life. And uh, I'm in the process of writing a book now called Fully Alive. In fact, that's the that is the theme for everything that we will be doing in Australia. And in that book, we talk about the fact that uh, there are many Christians who have lost the joy of their salvation. They have um, really lost the zeal that was once there. So we've had many, many hundreds, uh, thousands of people respond to our uh, message who are not believers. And we, I get literally thousands of emails and thousands of uh, Twitter and text messages from people who have been impacted, who are believers and going through difficult times. This interview uh, gets played on uh, over 58 radio stations around Australia, around the Pacific Islands, and about 40% of the listeners uh, don't go to church or don't call themselves Christians. Uh, so for those who are listening right now that are thinking, you know what, this guy's got a real joy in his heart, he's, he's obviously got a, he's quite funny, um, but for those who are listening that want to find out what is the gospel, how do they become a Christian, would you speak to those listeners about how, how they would do that? Yes, you know, that's the, uh, to me, that's the most, the most beautiful aspect of the gospel is its simplicity. Um, God isn't looking for perfect people. Um, God is looking for people who will just trust Him and believe in His love. And, and uh, you know, the way I trusted Christ years ago is still the same way that people trust Christ all over the world. Um, God recognized that we weren't perfect. God recognized that we had been separated from Him by our sin. 
and gave his son Christ so that we might uh, that we might be saved. Only a perfect person could uh, die for us. Uh, by the way, I want you to know right now, uh, I am not a perfect person. You understood that when you called, right? Yes. Yes, I am not a perfect person, but when I trust, when I put my faith and and hope for the forgiveness of my sins in what Jesus Christ did on the cross, He transformed my life. The problems didn't go away, but I have never had to walk alone through those problems. I've had significant challenges that I've had to face in my life. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, because of what the Bible says, and because of what I believe, that when I die, I will go to be with him, and I will be with my family who have trusted Christ, and I will be with some wonderful Aussies who have placed their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. When you put your faith and belief in him for the forgiveness of your sins and give your life to him, he does miracles. I don't know where I would be today if it wasn't for his love in my life. Well, Ken, thank you so much for sharing that good news with us. And for those who'd like to respond to that, um, you know, they can uh, look up uh, Ken's website, uh, find out more about uh, uh, your, your books, your DVDs, your tour in Australia. Uh, what's the best website for them to go to, Ken? Oh, the best one is uh, com. That's the very best one. It all comes up right there, and we have a a blog where we encourage people on a regular basis, and uh, so it's all right there. And also, I see you're yep. also on on, uh, on Twitter as well. Um, you've got... Uh, I am Twitter. 5,444 uh, followers on Twitter. How, ma- how many did it say there? 5,444. Yes, yes. And that's growing exponentially every single day since we're learning how to do that more. And my name there is... And I would love to hear from you on Twitter. I will put you on my friends list and... And uh, watch what you're doing and watch what you're Twittering. Um, um, But uh, my name there is Ken Davis Live. I'm going to get on Twitter right now and I'm going to tweet you and you've got to tweet me back, okay? Is that a deal? That's a deal. That's a deal. As soon as I'm off the phone, I will tweet you back. Okay, well, remember, my name's Matt Prater, as in Pray to God, and uh, I'll I'll send you a tweet now and you can tweet me back and, oh, we we can tweet together. That sounds good. That sounds wonderful. Okay, well, of course, you can find out the uh, dates for Ken Davis's tour in Australia, uh, speaking all across the east coast of Australia. Uh, he's going to be at my church, New Hope Brisbane, uh, on uh, the first Sunday morning in December. And uh, I encourage you to come along, bring some friends along, and make sure uh, uh, you, you become a, a follower on Twitter and on Facebook and check out the website. Uh, Ken Davis, I reckon you're a history maker, mate. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thank you. Thank you for calling. God bless you, Ken. Thanks. Bye. Bye. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com and also you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Makers.